This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome back to Church for the Rest of Us. Jimmy Scroggins here with my co-host Leslie Bennett, engineer Carly Silman, also joining us today in our little office studio, Mm -hmm. Pastors Christian Ramos and Seth Carter. Both of them work, and I know what their jobs used to be. I'm not sure what anyone's job is now, Leslie, but what we're going to talk about is reopening as we transition. We've we've gone from a face-to-face church, multi-site, to a website with online church and YouTube and all this stuff, and now... We're about to have our family reunion and get people back together. So we're kind of thinking about what does it take to still maintain a quality online presence? Because probably 50, 60, 70% of our people are going to be still joining us online, but we still want to have a quality experience for those who choose to worship in person. And how are we going to make our resources work to do all of that? And what's our approach? And you're in charge of the team that does all of that. So how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? I mean, I'm super excited about it, and I'm super excited about our team. So one of the things that's happened because of the coronavirus is we had to restructure, and we formed something called the Teach the Bible Team, which is one of our core values. And the Teach the Bible Team is communications, it's graphic design, it's video, it's worship, it's creative arts. And we've all come together. We've been working as one team. And I think- And, and me. Yeah, and Pastor Jimmy. Exactly. Of course. Well, you're, you're the leader. I'm the puppet leader no, of the no, Teach no, the Bible no, team. No, that's And not you're true. the real leader. Not but true. then there's the puppet leader. But yes, it all flows from Pastor Jimmy and his vision of what our church is doing. But Christian has traditionally overseen worship, although he's multi-talented and has taken on a greater role with video and really with our environments, because Christian has a really strong visual eye in creating really attractive environments. And when you're on camera, that really matters. And then Seth, actually right before, had just come from being a worship leader at one of our campuses to being our creative arts pastor. They've been working very closely together in tandem with one another. And Seth kind of oversees the overall picture of what we're doing. And we've tried to create more moments in our services. Like we have this idea that we want it to feel like family dinner. Yeah. We want it to feel like an Irish pub. We want to all like be able to do things that we can celebrate together. And that's something we were trying to accomplish with family resemblance across all of our campuses. What this has allowed us to do is come together as a team and do that better together mm-hmm. than any of us could have ever done separately. So yeah. I don't know if we just want to start there. Maybe Christian, some of the things that you've learned in this season that you feel like we're going to carry forward as we get back together. Absolutely. I think when we started in the season, we were all kind of wondering, so what do I do? What's my role? How can I actually help move the vision forward? Because it just felt like we were all not in our groove, right. you know? But one of the things that we've realized is that over basically the last several years, we really, we've celebrated our, our differences, right? Like us campuses, our diversity, our the fact that that we all do music a little bit different, or we plan a little bit different, or all oh, those songs that you did at that campus, or the creative elements that you did at this campus. But this season has allowed us to see just the power of doing it together, 
It reminded me of Monsters, Inc., the movie. Okay, so the monsters are getting power from scaring people, right? And so they right. think that's the most effective way until they discover that laughter is a stronger power source. Then they switch to that. Okay. And I think during this season, what I've realized is that doing these elements, creative elements, planning together – doing a lot of these creative elements together, but bringing all of our differences into the room to plan it all together has been so powerful. And even the different types of gifts mm -hmm. that everybody has, some guys can do music, but they can do video really well. Then why don't we bring those gifts together instead of saying, I only do worship and somebody else does video. It's been really exciting to be able to bring all of our gifts together into a room and developing really powerful creative services that yeah. alongside one another. So I think that's been something that I just definitely want to continue forward. And yeah. we've talked about doing yeah. that. Yeah. Seth, what, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I don't have a Monster Zeke metaphor like that. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> that's strong that's very strong, right? Coming um, to a sermon near you. <laughs> and, but that it's so true though, the way that we've, and it was a, it was a gradual realization for us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, cause it took a period of adjustment where we kind of got, you know, hit with a really good right hook in the very beginning of the month of March, where we were just figuring out, okay, how do we shift the whole structure of our church? But week after week after week, we were learning new and new things. But mm -hmm. one of the things that we started to realize was how much of a blast we were having doing it together. And so then even some of our just philosophy on how to do things even started to just morph a little bit on even when we regather, what can we kind of set up to even change we used to do things like this, but maybe when we regather, may, let's take some of what we've learned during this time. Like God is teaching us some things about how we could be more effective for the gospel, you know, throughout this this season and beyond. Yeah, I think about, you know, if I just make a decision for one campus off of my faith history and my preferences, but I don't allow guys with other backgrounds and cultural differences than me to also influence it, it's going to be kind of pretty narrow, you know, in terms of what I could create. But like the power of our team when it comes together and just all, we also have a really diverse team and the the mm -hmm. ways that guys speak into and add to creative elements and, and what would be effective or what we can think of to create for our church. It really creates something that's far greater than the sum of of, of the parts of the people there, which right. um, is always what we're trying to go for. We want I think God that diversity is so powerful too. I have a friend, his name is Vance Pittman. He's a pastor out in Las Vegas. And Vance is one of the dangers of a church in a diverse area is that you can end up with a multicolored church that's not actually multicultural. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, if you just take all these people whose skin color is different and make them all do the same kind of music or the same style, you're really not multicultural. You're just multicolored. Mm -hmm. And he said uh, part of being multicultural is actually letting the people with different backgrounds, cultures, and preferences speak into what you're doing yes. so that it doesn't feel and look the same mm -hmm. every time. Let them And so I really see your team doing that, even mm -hmm. the music. So I've seen us do some gospel-oriented numbers yep. because, you know, we have a lot of black people in our church. Certainly our Latin, our, our music is almost always Latin influenced and a lot of it's Christian because that's who you are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, you know, we have a lot of Hispanics on our worship team, but also, you know, we've done some some more intentionally like edgy uh, Southern rock country, which is kind of like, <laughs> that's Seth and me. Right? <laughs> that's where so, I grew up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're all about Leonard Skinner, yeah, exactly. you know. And, <laughs> Free bird, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so there's a lot of different styles, and I've seen you guys do that very effectively and powerfully, and I think that's been really awesome. Yeah. So as we think about family reunion and going back to meeting in person, which we all want to do, like our philosophy as a church is that we are an in-person, face-to-face mm -hmm. church. We believe in 
live preaching at all of our campuses, like we're talking about. We believe in our worship leaders being able to contextualize the worship so that they're really speaking to the neighborhood church. But as we think about now, we have to continue to do this online presence, have an online presence, because we're recognize that a lot of people, even though we can gather in person, may not choose to gather in person, but we're going to do online and we're going to do in person. So why is it really important that we figure out how to do both of these things well? Yeah, well, (laughs) it's incredibly important because if 50 to 70% of your people are going to be at home and are what we want is to make sure that people feel connected to the body of Christ, we're going to have to do our very best to continue to connect at a deep level online, mm-hmm. which is, it, I mean, it bring, it's a whole another bag of tricks, right? Just to make that happen. At the same time, your 30% that's coming to the church needs to feel connected in the same way. So all of these, that's probably as this continues, hopefully that's going to start shifting, right? But this season, we don't know how long it's going to be. So we need to make sure that people feel connected at home and they feel connected live. Before really our approach was we weren't really our intent was not to make online really that impressive. It was like, if you miss the service, you can catch us online. But it wasn't really, you felt connected through your presence here. But that's not the case anymore. We've and been possible. And not possible. We've been separated for five months, almost six months. So you think about that. Now, we need to make the person that's at home feel as connected as the person that's in the room. Right. That is very difficult, but it is imperative that we do it. And so that's why those two have to go in tandem. We got to do it right, both online and live. What's so bad is that with larger churches, the trend has been to have online campuses mm-hmm. and some of them have online pastors and mm-hmm. all the and online baptisms and everybody just made fun of them. All the theologically, you know, correct people <laughs> that I run around with, we just made fun of them. Like, oh my gosh, you see, they just did a baptism online. It's not a baptism. One person, are you there? <laughs> all right. We, we, and we're talking, and the Lord's Supper online, are you serious? Well, uh, hey, come to family church. We do <laughs> baptism and Lord's Supper every week. <laughs> so all of a sudden it's caused us to think about about all of these different things we have intentionally refused to think about. Correct. And so even as we restart, what does it mean if we have family church reunions that are gathering in person, but then we still have a large percentage of our people? And we're probably going to have a double-digit percentage of people watching online, maybe forever. I mean, as far in the future as we can see from here. Mm So maybe all of a sudden we are going to talk about having an online pastor or maybe we are going to have to be more intentional and create. So we're going to have to rethink everything. But I will say this because this is important to me, Leslie. I do think the model in the scripture is in-person, face-to-face incarnational ministry. That's why we do it here. And that's what we're still going to strive for. But Mm -hmm. this is an unprecedented time. Mm -hmm. And we're having to make some unprecedented changes and do some things that we normally would not prefer to do, but because we love Christ and because we love our people and because we have a mission, we're going to do it. And thank God for the technology to do it. That's, That's right. right. You know, I mean, what would happen if you had this 60 years ago, you just, I guess, will try to reopen someday mm-hmm. when people come by and I hope they drop their tithing envelopes off, you know, That's right. <laughs> but this is so much better and God has provided us a way to stay connected. Yeah. And so we, as we think through this, like, what are we going to do? Because- 
again, this is church for the rest of us. It might sound like we have a lot of people on our team, but I do feel like for what we do, we don't have a lot of people. And the people that are going to be doing in person are the same people that are going to be doing online. So we don't have like this team that's going to be focusing on the online worship experience and then a whole separate group of people focusing on the in person. It's the same people. So what are we going to do? The same room. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we thinking? How are we going to? How are we I saw this, this movie up? called Never Mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I mean really the first step for us is we are we're gonna rethink how we're doing our Sunday morning experience to adjust for the addition of the live element, right? So previously up until this point, we have been pre-recording our services. A lot of folks have chosen to do mm-hmm. rather than live stream on Sunday morning. We had shifted all of our workflow to the middle of the week, and now we're actually getting ready to pick all that workflow <laughs> back up and put it back on to Sunday morning and building the structures to do that. But then also while not leaving the folks that are still comfortable at home and and are wanting to, you know, still, they're not ready to engage live in person yet, giving them an opportunity to still be with their church family while we're still socially distant and separated. But that required kind of rethinking our workflow up until this point, you know, mm-hmm. and where we had had a lot of time to edit videos and re-record things and things like that. Now the shift becomes, how do we practice and rehearse well and then bring it all to a Sunday morning experience and not also sacrifice the folks in the room for the online experience. Because like you said, our priority is in-person gatherings and looking forward to that and building for that and and making environments where we can have local neighborhood churches all across South Florida and beyond. So primarily for us has been shifting some of the technology that we use or even just how we plan our services to go, you know, it would be easy to do a moment like that if we had five days to edit it and things like that. But we're actually going to shift kind of even the creative moments that we create to really focus on being able to deliver them in a live environment and something that we can display online. Mm -hmm. And that's not, there's no dollar amount that kind of limits that kind of thinking. There's no technological requirements that could go down to streaming on an iPhone if it, if it really comes down to it. For us, it was more of a philosophical shift to let's remember there's people in the room that need to be ministered to, and we're going to gather with our church family. We're going to love on our our local church body, but also there is a portion of our people, our family that's still not here. So just like you might gather together at Thanksgiving and a brother-in-law or a you know a sister might FaceTime not be able to yeah. you <laughs> FaceTime them in. And so you get them, you get them at the table still. You don't leave one group behind. And so that's kind of how we're trying to think about it right now. I think that's really important because so so let's just look at the timeline. So we start off, we're a face-to-face church. Now, the only way we really used online, as Christian said, is we streamed our services so that people who were out of town could watch, or maybe people who are sick could watch, and we streamed them so that people who were interested in coming to our church for the first time, most people look on the website first, could at least kind of get a glimpse and say, okay, that's what that's like. Hey, I would be interested in that, or no, I'm not. And so that's that's what it was for. So we didn't put a ton of energy and effort into it and cultivating it because, hey, it's for people who are who, who are here most of the time, but they're not here today, so they can watch. And for people who've never been here before to kind of look at it and go, okay, I see what they're doing. Well, now when we had to go away from in-person gathering back in March, now all we have is online. So that's why we went to the recording because we're like, hey, if all we have is online, instead of Jimmy on a podium, marching around, trying to preach and kind of present to a big room, (laughs) right? Trying to fill the room. We're sitting behind a table. You guys are, you know, we're in more living room environment. And then we realized, hey, if we're going to do that, 
there's no reason to film it on Sundays. We might as well film it earlier in the week because then we can do things like tune the songs, make sure everything sounds perfect. The video looks perfect. If it doesn't go, go re-record. Even the, even the, you know, we can put the sermon on a teleprompter or whatever we want. So there's all these different things that we've been able to do. But now we're saying, okay, if we're going back to regathering, we actually want to go back to what we were doing before. So we want to create an in-person experience that is phenomenal. And then as you said, somehow invite the 70% <laughs> of the people who aren't here into the room the best we can, which means we're going to... So a lot of people with smaller churches, that's all they've been doing anyway. A lot of people with smaller churches have just been setting up an iPhone or a single camera, a couple of cameras, and they've been having basically a live stream service on Sunday morning with no one in the room. It's going to be really easy for them to just keep doing that because they will just keep doing what they've been doing. We are going to have to go back to what we were doing, but do it better. Yeah. And, and Jimmy, to that point, I think the why we're doing the online is what's changed for us, right? So when we stopped doing face-to-face and we started doing online, our why changed. Now, it this did. was the main way for us to gather virtually. As we go back into the room, that doesn't quite change from the beginning of the pandemic. If 70% of our people are still listening online and still watching online, we are doing online services now for a completely different purpose than before, which then tells us how we utilize our technology, how we apply all the things that we maybe have purchased or are thinking about purchasing or all the upgrades if we have any coming. And so, hint, hint. And so, um, (laughs) We're hoping, <laughs> we're hoping that all of that, what no happens, <laughs> what we're hoping is that now, instead of just thinking like, oh, let's throw better cameras and let's throw better equipment out there. We, we think about, hey, well, why are we doing this online stuff now? Let's now utilize the tools that we have in a different way. The how and the what then are, are really uh, changed by the why. And so that's been really important for us as we reopen. We got to do things differently than how we used to do them before. Right. And we're trying to build that as we go as well. So and I, will, I will say that I actually think that even the seven, for us, if we were doing it for us, we would rather, hey, we would rather have all the resources in the world and basically produce an online program and then have an in-person program that's right. that didn't really talk to one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be on the same text or whatever, but that's what we would all do. We don't have the resources to do that, so we're not going to be able to do that. But even if we did have the resources, to be honest with you, I think most of our people would rather be invited into what other people are experiencing in the room. That's right. And if you ask them, would you rather us produce a highly produced program of music videos followed by a preacher sitting at a table uh, or would you rather just be invited into the live experience that other people are actually having on Sunday morning? I can guarantee you almost every one of them is going to say, oh, live experience. Mm-hmm. And so some of this is us getting on the other side of us <laughs> right? Right. and getting over ourselves mm-hmm. and being like, hey, what is going to actually minister to the souls of these people that we're called to shepherd? Because it's really not – we almost made ourselves feel like, hey, from we're, we're a TV program. That's what we are mm-hmm. as a church. We didn't get into this, and Family Church isn't here so we can have a TV program broadcast over YouTube. We are here because we're a gathering of the saints. We're an outpost of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're a family of outposts, a family of neighborhood churches that minister to the neighborhood, and we are incarnational in our presence in every neighborhood. And part of that's the leadership presence, the teaching presence, the musical presence. And so we are going to get over ourselves. But as we do it, we still have to think, like you said, Christian, 
if 60, 50, 70, let's just say it does flip. Let's say 70% of the people show up in person and 30% of the people are worshiping online, worshiping at home. We've still got to make sure that these people have something that's going to speak to their hearts. And these people matter. Mm -hmm. And they're part of our family. And for whatever reason, they're not able to come back because of their kids or their health or their vulnerabilities. And boy, do we want to care for all of them. Yeah. And we've done such a great job celebrating the family. Like I'm just thinking about if the listeners want to watch our service on June 28th, it was one of my favorite moments because we had some beach baptisms on Sunday, June 21st, Father's Day. We sent interns out to those beach baptisms with some clear instructions on how to get some video. And they... What? On iPhones, mm-hmm. right. And they captured great Their iPhones in iPhone case they drop. videos. <laughs> um, exactly. They captured some great videos. We baptized 26 people, and then we put all of those baptisms together behind a song. And I mean, to me, that was just one of the greatest things that we've done. We did yeah. Graves to Gardens. Graves to Gardens, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just so powerful. And we got to celebrate, you know, 26 people publicly declaring their faith in Christ from a number of different campuses, and it just felt like a huge family moment. And so I think to be able to do those things as we move forward, it has so much value. So those are some of the things that we want to be able to continue to get together on. Absolutely. And I even the way that we do church across our neighborhood neighborhood churches, we're gathering together in, in, in local small pockets together. And there's also an element to where we have parts of our family that we don't get to see as regularly, right? And so there's elements that we're learning right now that we can actually bring more of our church in front of these smaller pockets when we gather live, like these baptism elements where you won't get to just see people baptized at your local campus, but you're going to get to see people baptized across your entire family church network, all the people that are in your church that you might not have ever gotten a chance to see at all the local beach baptisms that happen all at the same time. That's kind of where the online experience is actually helping the live experience now where we've Mm -hmm. taken everything that we've learned and now from adding a pre-roll to the beginning of service that we had in our online programming, but we're also going, hey, maybe that can influence how we even welcome people and welcome guests into the room, where we maybe think about that, where it's not just a PowerPoint slideshow, you know, mm-hmm. you know something that we kind of just throw together every single week, but we make it a little bit more intentional where we present our core values, where we let them know what type of church a guest has just walked into because we want them to be a part of the family. And so I think that that kind of experience, what we've been walking through in the online environment, now that we're blending into a live experience, we're also letting that online experience influence what the new version of live services is going to be. And they're going to look considerably different now because of all the lessons that we've learned when we've kind of huddled up together and made these pre-programmed services. And I think that idea of creating those moments too, because it's not just baptism, but we've done the same, some similar things with uh, parent-child dedication mm-hmm. yep. and being able to say like, I just as a, as a one person, I'm the lead pastor of the network, but the truth is I teach and worship at the downtown campus. I don't get to see all those children being dedicated, all these campuses. Well, I've loved that. Yeah. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes just think about all of these children, all these families, all these places. I love seeing those baptisms, yeah. all of them. That I would, I would, I wouldn't, I I'm not, I might be the lead pastor, but you know, I'm not omnipresent. Like, I don't get to see this. I don't get to, and boy, have I enjoyed that. So, just selfishly, I think it's been tremendous. And then also getting to see the talent from different campuses. So, you guys have brought together volunteers and staff from multiple campuses that can sing, that can play instruments. I've never seen them before, Mm -hmm. but boy, they show up and it's amazing. (laughs) And getting to see that and feel that to me has just been such a joy. 
I'm really grateful for the way that your team has pulled all this together and created that for all of us. Now, before we sign off, I do have a, a concern about this conversation is a lot of the things that we've talked about may really seem inaccessible to people with smaller churches or less resources or whatever, because I mean, there, there are people that are listening to us that don't have as many people on staff as we have in this room right now. And there are people who are saying, what are you talking about? Like multiple cameras or lenses or interns? Like, what are you talking about? How can, and I just like to go around, just, just give one thing that a pastor or a church leader at a church of any size could pull away from this conversation and try to do something a little bit better tomorrow than they were doing yesterday. Let's start with you, Seth. Absolutely. I would say this has zero technological requirement, no gear requirement. It's just a shift of mindset, right? It's just in the new version of how we're gathering together and hopefully one day post-COVID-19 is just remembering that there will be people in your online environment that maybe stay or persist for months, years down the line. Remembering that you're speaking once you regather in the rooms you're speaking to those people that are at home as well. And so planning your services to where there's intentional moments where even if you're just setting up a camera in the back, there's moments that bring the people that are at home into the room. And that has no, it doesn't matter what you're shooting on. It doesn't matter what type of equipment, what type of lighting setup you have or anything like that. You can create and craft moments that bring people in, whether it's as simple as having a TV set up that displays a baptism, you know, that you've done that allows the people to really experience what's happening in the room. If you had a baptism that was planned after service, you know, mm-hmm. bring, invite the online folks that aren't with you in the room into that kind of like you would treat a family member that's not present. You know, you want them to see that. You want them to, you want to share that, those moments with them. So I would say even just that simple reminder, even it's not kind of a light switch moment where it's like now we're back to live and we can kind of turn the online thing off. Mm. How about you, Christian? Yeah, I would say that the value of your volunteers and people that are still in the game with you just Mm. goes up significantly because if we allow this time to be a time in which we release some of the creative flows and uh, some of the things that we do and allow for volunteers to come in and and help develop, uh, have a shared creativity in your team, I think what you see is really a great development in your in your church and in the way that you're doing live and online because this season, you just can't do it alone. And allowing for others for that shared creativity with volunteers in your church that are willing to be a part of it, let it go. Give the keys over to what's happening and let them let them be an important part of the development of things. And I think anybody can do that, no matter what budget you have. Just shared creativity can really bring about a great product and a great blessing for the people that are watching and those that are in the room. Yeah. All right, Leslie, I'm going to give you the last word. Oh, okay. That's good. I would just say that to continue to think like we're talking about the fact that you are going to have a large number of people who are still joining you online. So whatever you've done online, which I mean, from what I've seen, what I've read, I mean, churches of all sizes had to figure out some way to stay digitally connected Mm -hmm. to their people. So whether it was Facebook Live or just streaming from your iPhone, I mean, almost every church started doing something like that. And so you want to think through, like Seth Seth said, how you can continue to do that even while you're gathering in person, to not forget about the fact that there still are people at home worshiping and to think about how you can continue to do what you've started doing and even do it a little bit better than you've been doing it. And anybody can just think about that and 
reject the idea of like, let's go back to how it was. Like, we just want to go back to how it was. Instead, what did we learn during this time mm. that made us better that we can continue doing and continue doing better? I think that's so right. So, you know, if you're listening and you think, say, some of this stuff does seem inaccessible or unattainable, we just encourage you, as we always do, to start where you are, use what you have, do what you can, do more in this area, do better mm-hmm. in this area. That's what we're all trying to do with continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is uh, Jimmy, Carly, Seth, Christian, and Leslie. We're at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida, and we're signing off. This has been Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or Check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.